millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to episode 409 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I'm Glenn. How you going, fellas? Just want to get this fucking shit over with. Why would you want to do that, mate? I enjoy my chat chats with you twice weekly. Um, I wish I could say like, the I same, Nathan. I'll... I wish oh, I could say the same. That's hurtful. Good. Well, you know what? That's more hurtful than Ben Simmons fucking standing under <laughs> the fucking hoop and not taking an easy dunk with cunt. Oh, here's the thing. Do you know what I like, though? I really enjoy things in my week, like chats with you guys, where within a very short period of time, lots of exciting shit happens. Like, you know, maybe after 30 minutes of chat time, if we were scoring chat points, we might have 64 chat points. After 30 minutes. (laughs) I relish every opportunity with 60 or more of something within 30 minutes. Wonderful. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, and, and like, I, I, I do I do feel like, yeah, it's almost stormish the amount of chat points I fucking put on in, in like yeah. the five minutes since we've been on the on the call together tonight. It's conversational lightning is what it is. <laughs> Nathan, you did score some fly. chat points earlier before we, well, been, after we hit record, but before we actually went to the episode. I've been flung. I've, I've been flogging Ben Simmons like Luke Brooks is behind the controls driving him. <laughs> That fuck. You know what? I fucking got on 2K straight after that game went and hit request a trade because I'm at the stage where I can like have influence in my, in my team. And I requested a trade until they fucked that cut off. I'll be getting on and Reddit and gone. trying to find a way to fucking delete him off the fucking game. He's fucking gone. <laughs> Uh, anyway, this is yeah. This is just basically the aftermath of a a, a, a long session of just shit. <laughs> lamenting the the sixes going out today. But anyway, this is a very good <laughs> podcast, fellas. So I mean, what how do we how do we start it all? We go, well, Can't you were the one like, that was fucking that wouldn't actually go. I know. Actually go I, know, into the I know. It's my fault. It's Strangely my enough, fault. it's my fault. Philadelphia seventy sixes are better at rugby league than the West Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> I find that hard. Yeah, um, to fucking, I, I find that hard to argue with. <laughs> but I, I, I see. I mean, you know, like Jay was you know, always talking about like you know the Groundhog Day each week, and you know until it stopped. But um, fellas, I, st- I sit here before you today in a in a version of my own Groundhog Day where where you woke up and you're a smug cunt again. Yep, gotcha. In one sh- happening in for one short almost fifty in, years. In one short week, <laughs> in one short week from uh, from yesterday. Well, fuck it. The ten days previous, my teams three games in a row have put fifty points on their opposition. I think it'll happen again on Sunday when New South Wales win Game Two of the State of Origin series as well. The absolute and then we got the, the following the absolute, game after that. So 
the absolute cowardice of New South Wales to not have the the fucking stones to put sixty on Queensland like the Melbourne Storm did on the Tigers. Absolute Mate, cowardice. Give them, to- give them time. I'm sure it'll be the focus of all their training this week. <laughs> give it time. Let's get straight into these recaps, shall we, fellas? Let's recap. Yes, now, uh, let's. I'll tell you, it feels like such a long time ago. I can't. Remember, I, I don't know how we used to do these on Wednesday night. To be I honest, know, hey. I mean, I'm looking at I'm looking at this game on Thursday night, and I'm like, wow, that was that was this round, really. Um, Thursday night, Suncorp Stadium, Broncos lost to the South Sydney Rabbitohs, forty six points to nil. Um, no one bothered the scorers on the Broncos side, so we'll go to the Rabbits. And we had uh, Latrell Mitchell, Dan Gagai, a double to Campbell Graham. Uh, Sele, a double to AJ. And uh, Tane Mill also with tries. Latrell, one conversion. Reynolds, five conversions and a penalty goal. How do you see it going, fellas? Jay mentioned the Broncos' lack of resilience last week. And I think this game was perhaps the greatest illustration of that exact point. They fucking folded so hard and so fast as soon as the Rabbitohs looked like they were any chance of clicking into gear. The Broncos completely mm. fell over and presented, uh, and the Rabbitohs, you know, duly obliged. I think, um, you know, the, the New South Wales stars for, for South continued their impressive form, and, and Cody Walker behind a dominant forward pack and, and quick play the balls. And a fucking non-existent <laughs> defensive line is uh, is quite impressive, I will say. Um, I'd actually like to see Cody Walker just in a training run. He's got to he's got to do some fucking spectacular shit at training. It's not far removed from what he did in this game. But um, for the Broncos, I've said it before about Milford, but and he has been poor, and he deserves a large part of the criticism that comes his way. Uh, given his contract size, etc. But mm. playing Carmichael Hunt at six is, is fucking offensive. He is clearly proven that he is not a fucking NRL player yeah. anymore. Yeah. Not even close. And as bad as Milford has been, he still hasn't approached these sort of Carmichael Hunt levels that we're seeing mm. now. And so shooting yourself in the foot like the, the way that, that Kerry is doing... I understand, you know, Maybe there's been things happening through the week. He's trying to orchestrate clean outs and things like that. He's put some players on the market. He's shipped some players off already. I get that. But yeah. it's you still have a fan base and you still have members and you still have an obligation to try and win Before. fucking matches. Mm. And playing Carmichael Hunt in the halves but in 2021 play, it's not even It's not even close to a potential masterstroke. No. In terms of, it's not like Carmichael Hunt was a dominant half when he was in the competition. Mm. No. Like, he, he was a fullback. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and it's I, not like I they know... they resurrected Darren Lockyer, who still well, has like, you know, some miles it, left on the body kind of thing, and, you know? Yeah. How, how many times have you seen it? You know, okay. So, Darren, this one time, Darren Lockyer went from being a serviceable fullback mm-hmm. to a, a fairly crafty half mm-hmm. you know and and ever since then everyone's just gone oh yeah okay so fullbacks are, are sixes or sevens yeah. cool well they're just interchangeable yeah and it's not fucking true it's no. not even fucking close to being true and if Lockyer yeah. is the guy regardless of what you feel about him as a player but if that's the guy that you're using as the barometer just saying 
not a lot of Darren Lockyer is being produced. And and Carmichael, like, Carmichael Hunt is not a fucking patch on him in either position. Like the stones that it takes to to think that Carmichael Hunt could potentially be as overrated as Darren Lockyer is. <laughs> Especially <laughs> a good decade yeah, past his own prime. That's crazy level. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and... You know, Hunt's doing all these things like, you know, he's he's rushing up trying to put the fucking hero hits on, mm. yeah. But but ends up letting in tries. Mm-hmm. It's not even as if he's the crafty veteran. He's not even Benji Marshall. Yeah, you know, I think uh, Benji Marshall is pretty much you know this year this year especially has almost become the gold fucking standard veteran in history of crafty, crafty veteran. veteran. Yeah, still plying his trade to a first grade level and like contributing you know value to the side that he plays for. I like to think that every time he laces those boots up, he's just going, fuck you, Robbie. Fuck you. Fuck you, Robbie. Why I'm better Robbie? than you. Yeah, you oh, come on. You, you you literally lived through this show in the two, in the two dressing rooms. Yeah, and I said all the time it was bullshit. And you saw the, the tears that Robbie shed, that Benji shed when Robbie's mother fa- passed away. And it was sincere. You called him crocodile tears at the time, but that Do you was know sincere. What it was? That's right. It, it was like be- textbook crocodile tears. It was because he would no longer get the opportunity to boot her in the mort and say, how could you let <laughs> I knew, that drop out I knew there? it was going to be bad. I knew it was coming, and I knew it was going to be bad, and you didn't let me down because you never fucking do. Fucking <laughs> and can I, can, I, can I just say, like, you're just talking about, the, talking about mort. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like we've, brought the, we've brought the word back, and not only have we brought it back in a big way. I mean, obviously we didn't, obviously we didn't invent it. I mean, I was talking about mort when I was in fucking school. But... The, the, um, we brought it back, and then calling Mulatalo the Moot, we brought him back to the to the to the point where he you know, selected to represent his state. So we have we've made the Moot great again. It has. <laughs> I don't know what that stands for, but yeah. Oh my god! MMGA, we need to get the fucking MMGA hats going. On the socials, Dan said, anyone else notice Kev is getting a much smoother ride than poor old Siebes did from the old boys in the media? I'm putting it out there that the 2021 Broncos are more underwhelming than 2020. Thoughts? Agreed. Um, it's probably not. It's it, You know, I guess we'll, yeah, we had to wait until the very last round last year for them to cement the the spoon like it required the Cowboys to have that second mm. half to beat them. Um, yep. They the, the the last year the, the dogs were sort of chasing them all season long and had multiple opportunities to put them into the spoon position over the last sort of what half a dozen weeks of the competition. Now they're they're, they're parity already at the, yes. uh, during the Origin period. So, look, I mean, in, in terms of straight wins and competition points alone, yeah, what they were six points out. They were six. They was how many games did we get before Just, COVID? Two or three. Look, here, here's the thing: the Broncos three. last year were poor. It was three, was it? So they had six points up before COVID, and then they yeah. didn't get any, any for a long time until they played the dogs. Yeah, mm. and so eight points. So eight points was the spoon position, and then four and against, right? But still, as bad as they were, I feel this year's worse just because of the, all the chopping and changing, and no idea who the half is. Yeah, I, I think the the coaching in the side is worse, and I think the team gets, selections are worse. And he gets he gets a free ride from the old boys. Because he's one of the fucking old boys. Yeah, well, yeah, they, I mean, they, they kind of selected him for the position, didn't they? So they can't yeah. they can't turn that's on him it. this quickly, I think, because I mean, there's 
you know, there's pride on the line for them as well. And, you know, the, the yeah, you know, the, the, the idea of looking like hypocrites through their And you got to remember, media. Kevy was in the prime seat to get the job before Seebs. So much so, and I'll bring this up again only because I fucking love it. But Kevin Walters went to his Broncos coaching interview before last season, fully prepared. Like, he was fucking the man. He had an overhead projector and that fucking, the texters that you'd write on the overhead projector with. Did he have a green one? Red one. (laughs) Slate. Go on in. Go on in. Chiseled in with a stone tablet. And he's given them, he's given him his, his spiel about what he's going to do and given them a marketing plan he'd done up as well. I forget what the fucking slogan was. It was shit. However. <laughs> I bet it was, I bet it had something to do with Kevolution. No. <laughs> Kevolting. <laughs> he had a, a dance to the Black Eyed Peas song called Let's Get Kev Tarted in here. <laughs> um,. But they said no to Did him. Did he release like another version called Let's Get Kev Started as well? <laughs> <laughs> um, so they've said, they've said no to him for the job. And after they've said no and hired Siebes, his marketing plan has shown up on the sides of buses all across the city of Brisbane. So they fucking stole that from him as well as not giving him the job. <laughs> I had totally um, forgotten about that until you just mentioned it. Fantastic. Did you just make it's a nice. note, Nathan? Yeah, yeah, I did, I did. Yeah, attaboy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we'll, see, we'll, we'll see how we go. We've got an early, we, we, you know, we, we, we've rushed out to an early lead. We'll just see if uh, if anything goes through the hands later on. <laughs> Spectacular. Jason said, first of many headaches for Reynolds at Suncorp. And uh, Jay said, Pangai given permission to leave as early as next week. Same as Lodge. We're going back-to-back spoons for sure. Someone get Walters off for an HIA. Yeah, there's a fucking clean-out going. Uh, and then Lambretta, uh, at Lambretta GP, 1971. Uh, how does Coates feel making that tackle? And I think he's referring to the one on uh, on Gags. Yeah, where he's amazing. Hun- hunted him down. Yep. And, uh, taking and him also out. hitting with the crocodile roll to get him out over the yeah. line and everything too. It was great. Uh, how does Coates feel making that tackle? Yet watching his teammates shit the bed, how can a team with that much talent be so inept? Who thought Kay Hunt was an answer to anything? Send your answers to things Kevy can't work out. GPO box, fuck the Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, I know Craig Bellamy was watching that thinking, fucking great. I yeah. can work with that boy. Mm. Yeah, that's a, yeah. Well, You'll do. And, and that's the thing, though. How much easier is it for effort to stand out in that environment? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Anyway, exactly. On to the next one. Righto. The uh, first Friday game, the early Friday game, the uh, Cronulla Sutherland Sharks 26 defeat the Cowboys 24 uh, up there at the uh, Abattoir. Uh, the Sharkies had tries to Connor Tracy, Aaron Woods, the Moot, and Will Chambers. Uh, Johnson, four conversions and a penalty goal. The Cowboys 24 came through tries to Dearden with his first try in Cowboys colours. Murderous Frank Molo and a double to Kyle Fels. Uh, Valentine Holmes, four conversions. I think Will Kennedy just keeps adding dimensions to his game. His his passing game is is really starting to to enter the same sort of level as his speed, acceleration, and footwork. He's really he really impresses me, and I, I don't know if the Sharks utilise him to to his full potential, given that he's in some games this season he's been their only only spark 
in attack um, mm. and his effort. His effort alone, you know, he's got some real leadership qualities, but um, I think he gets over. He's been overshadowed a little bit by some of the more experienced teammates and, and bigger profiles in his team. And I, um, I can see him having a big future at the, at the Sharks um, as he as he continues to develop. He's obviously got a a, a keen. Um, He's keen to improve his game, and you can see he just gets better and better incrementally every week. I'm really impressed with him. The Sharks would be concerned, you know, with their they left their opponents over the past two weeks back into the contest. Uh, they've really looked in control two weeks in a row, and then allowed, you know, just through ill discipline and giving, you know, possession and, and field position up cheaply and the Cowboys very nearly come away with it, you know, and stole it. Yeah. I feel like the Sharks, I mean, while they're massively <coughs> improved on uh, their, their earlier efforts after the sacking of the coach, they're still at this stage, they're kind of only the, you know, they're, they're contending to be like, you know, the kings of the bottom, what, bottom, you know, 10 mm. side sort of thing. Like they're, and like as 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 competitive as it's showing you know, with this Cowboys game, I mean super competitive game, despite blowing the Cowboys off the park you know early early on in the piece. Sure. So, I'll tell you what, Kyle felt though, one of the greatest fucking shithousery tries ever. Yeah. Fucking love the fact that. Not the, Chambers. And I tell you, and 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 I <laughs> and I never really watched the NRL TV programming, but they after the Manly game when I was watching the replay of it today. They had um they went straight into Matty Johns and they had um they had Will Chambers sort of on the couch with them for the whole episode and so they're showing that try just like just rubbing it in his face because he was the guy that was like right there that he sort of <laughs> stuck it down behind beside <laughs> and uh, just one of the, just a great fucking embarrassing one of the great fucking arsy tries I just love it um <clears throat> you got anything you want to add to this one no Joe? you guys cut it off really well and and that's the thing the the sharks do. They look exactly like a side that doesn't have a long-term plan. As in, each week they can sort of be good enough at what they do to to get over the teams they should get over, but they really don't look like they have any sort of certain long-term plan because this year's been the year of adaptation. Mm. There's new rules. There's new styles of play. The referees are looking at things a little bit differently. And the smart teams have adapted to it. You know, even so much, and I know that Manly's gotten Tommy back and that's a massive in for them, but just look at how much more direct they're playing now as opposed to to earlier in the year. And I don't think the Sharks have really put any work or, th- or sorry, they don't look like <clears throat> they've put any work or thought into how they're going to get what they have and make it work in this new regime. Anyway. The thing is, well, just for the Cowboys, though, I mean, it's, if they, you want to talk of like the two examples of the height of embarrassment. Example one, letting Aaron Wood score on you. Example two, the game was saved on an Aiden Tolman fucking try-saving tackle a metre off the line. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. Come on, Cowboys. Yeah, exactly. E-fucking-exactly. On the socials for that one, uh, Adam in the Facebook group, Said, where is the common sense in the Robson bit? Where the point of contact is knee high to a duck, common sense should rule. Falling into a tackle should be referred to as Tedescoing. 
and a penalty the other way. Philandi should give us the new rule we need. If Woods gets a try, you actually have one premiership point deducted. <laughs> there, there are gonna, there, there are gonna be changes. I think. Did I read something today about that? They're, they're gonna be talking about like you know the, the point of targeting and you know that sort of thing. Like if it's yeah. at their hips or whatever, yeah. and which was clearly the case. And like it was, who was it got tackled? It was it Tolman that was tackled? Wasn't it? In the one that that, that forced the yeah. the binning. Yeah, and like he was like. Fucking like it seemed like he was about a foot and a half off the ground, like you know, almost sort of vertical going down. You know, when he got hit. Although, so, see, then then you get back to the, what happens then, though, because I think at, at height, like you remember that one of the Panthers versus Tigers game, Glenn, where where what's his name came in over the top to try and make a tackle, stopping a try. Yeah, he's he's collected him and he's dropped the ball and it was given a penalty try. Mm. Yeah, with um, um, that was Leilua scoring, and I think, yeah, yeah. I think the, the point of con- the point of contact the was, was it, was it <laughs> yeah. yeah, of course. You know, so what do you do with those? What do you do with those ones where the guys you know, diffused a grubber? Well, there was that situation with the uh, I can't remember who Manly were playing, but I remember it was when um, when Lawton was his first game, mm. and um, and he and he got sent to the bin. Maybe it was against Parramatta uh, on Nathan Brown. And it was like, and I was sort of saying then that, like, you know, did he have the opportunity to make a decision not to proceed with it after the change yeah. in level sort of thing? And, this happens. Know, it's it's a it's blink it's of a an lot eye to shit. fucking think. It's, yeah, it's a it's, lot. It's a lot to think about in the blink of an eye when you're you know you're a footballer and all you're thinking about is you know yeah. most of the time they're thinking of wrapping the ball up. You know the targets around the this ball. Is the thing. Yeah. I, look, yeah. I I think the the first thing they need to do is go in like the shoulder charge because as controversial as that decision was and whether you think it was right for the game or wrong for the game at least they've come out with was the shoulder the point of contact yep did they attempt to wrap an arm or have they braced an arm against their body and that seems like there don't seem to be too many arguments about was that or was that not a shoulder charge yeah we've written that out definition that's it and and so now how many times do you see that when do you see a shoulder charge? Yeah. You I'll tell you what, speaking of when I saw a shoulder charge, I saw on the Facebook group the other week or the other day, that, you know, someone put that fucking Simon Dwyer yeah. hit on fucking letters. And from it was the, a valid question. How many, how many weeks would he get for that now? Like forever. Like, it's still I mean, he'd get like, he'd get like, he'd, he'd, yeah, I mean, he is, isn't he? But I mean, he was, but <laughs> I mean, yeah, essentially, by, by God or, you know, whatever, you know, karma, but um, whatever you want to think about. But, um, but, <laughs> but, but fucking, when I remember watching that, like, you know, I remember watching that live. Yeah, I was probably on the phone to you at some point too because I remember that was a fucking stressful game, like, for everybody. I threw neutral up. Off. I was physically yeah. sick after that game, yeah, yeah. But, like, I remember at the time you're thinking, oh, fuck yeah, what a hit. But then yeah. I, you watch it today and you're like, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. That, that shit is like... And then you've watched... That's, that's illegal. You've watched Letters' career progress as well and... Yeah. It takes a fucking lot to knock that cunt senseless. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> the, the amount of impact for that guy to be staggering around. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Oh, nasty. <clears throat> All right, um, you don't, are you got tweets for this one? Darren. More tweets? Yeah. Said, Cows fans couldn't get a gauge on if they were a top eight side. Aaron Woods put a hit and spin on your eight defender and scored a try. Aaron Woods, I'll say it again. Oh, Sharon Woods, sorry. There's your barometer. Uh, the biggest tiger. He said, I've dead set never seen a more backyard try in my life, not even in a backyard. When Cole retires, Cole Felt, 
his highlights are going to be the most eclectic ever assembled. Yes, that's true. That is true. And we'll give a shout-out here to our long-suffering listener at GT351 underscore Johns. Who fucking cares? Those drug-fucked Peppy Gronk screaked out another win. They play weak teams and teams missing players for their one- and two-point wins. Sooner these filthy pep merchants drop back down to hell where my team resides, the better. (laughs) 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 Love it. I don't know where he lives, but the bottle-o must go through some fucking ouzo. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right, the uh, late Friday game, Panthers 38 to feed the Roosters 12 uh, out there at the glory hole. The uh, Panthers tries to Crichton Cleary, uh, Yo stains and a double to To'o. Uh, Cleary five conversions uh, and two penalty goals. The Roosters twelve came through tries to Fletcher Baker and Adam Kieran and Kieran with two conversions. Jake, back to our off. back to our regular scheduled programming. I knew you were going to say that. And and talking about the Broncos as we did in that they have no resilience at all after two weeks of you know playing without origin stars um, more than any other team has ever suffered in the history of any sport because they're that good um, I saw the video and some people have said that you know uh, that that there wasn't a chance that they, they could have won those games I, I don't know if I believe that but some people have said it but coming into this one and having the Roosters get out to such a quick start, just bang, bang, very fast, there was that moment there where they could have been shook and they could have gone, oh, oh, fuck, maybe we're not what we thought we were. We've got all our players back where we should be in this. Maybe we're not. But that's, I think, one of the biggest positives about this Penrith team compared to to seasons past is that level-headed yeah okay cool there's 12 we just get in we do what we do we're just gonna get back to our basics and then the next minute you see clear is putting a kick through on the third tackle in the fucking wet to score points and bring them within six for them to just completely play their own game no matter what's in front of them Including the conditions. Yeah, is is spectacular to watch. And when they clicked, they they were straight back in to where they left off a couple of weeks back. Um, and, and again, I, I know it's not the origin stars that get in to make the tackles. There's that old chestnut. You know, Brian, Brian Toto's not missing 30 tackles in the middle when, when yeah. they're getting done by the Sharks. Fair point. But what their stars out do do is give them so much more sting in attack that takes so much more out of their opposition that there's not enough coming, there's not as much coming back at them. You can't tell me that in this game, to use this game as an example, they go down 12 0. And the guys that aren't the origin stars and they've been there for the last couple of weeks when they've lost games look around and go, we're good. Whereas in the other games, they look around the shark. You know, sharks have got the ascendancy, and they look around, and there's a bit of a oh, fuck. Who pulls us out of this? If you know, yeah. with the roosters, they're like, yeah, eh, we're good. It felt to me yeah. like it, it, 
it sort of felt almost like the Ferrari was in the in the garage for a couple of weeks and hadn't been taken out for a Sunday drive. So mm. we just had to blow the cobwebs out, and then they slowly just started going through the fucking gears, and the roosters just could not go with them. They hadn't, they weren't capable, given no. given their own and, challenges. Yeah, of I mean, going but with but, them. but also, I mean, yeah, also they were, <laughs> they were they were assisted into getting shifting that thing back into the gear that they couldn't fucking previously find. You know, with like you know SST off the field, the and th- you know it just it all you know like time wise that all worked out perfectly. Yeah, they were. That would definitely well. help with the sin bin. You know, that, that's definitely an and, advantage. And I'm not no, saying that. I'm not saying it cost the Roosters the match, but I mean it certainly allowed the Panthers the opportunity to build a bit of the yeah. confidence and then start to figure out what they were doing again. Mm. And, and Glenn, you're exactly right. And we mentioned it a couple of weeks back. Like our sport is is almost unique globally in terms of just based on the fact that that the rest of the team needs to be behind the ball carrier that really means that your halves dictate so much of the speed of the rest of your team. Mm. And that's what they were missing. And it's so fucking noticeable. It is so fucking noticeable. Cleary and Luai are out and moving so fast and everybody else just does a really good job of moving off them. The cohesion's incredible. Yeah. Undefeated premiers. Uh, Craig... Said, put Reggie Staines at fullback and the Panthers win the competition. Simple as that. I would what? personally. I wouldn't I'd trust think- that fucking. I, I wouldn't trust him with fucking anything. Leave him out there, let him fall over and score some tries. <laughs> I, I do Edwards. think Dylan Edwards is is a chink in the armor. No, I'm not saying he's. I'm opinion. not saying. I'm not saying Dylan Edwards is unassailable in the position. But I think he's he's proven what this. Well, he hasn't proven, but this this season has proven that he's probably still a better option than Stephen Crichton will ever be. There, yeah, and I'm, I'm not putting I'm not putting stains there. No, although I do think Dylan Edwards is the Isaiah Yo the three years ago Isaiah Yo of fullbacks. That's a big call. I think he's accurate. He's very correctly rated at the moment. To be honest, <laughs> like I don't see anyone outright shitting on him. No, but I don't see anyone pumping him up as like you know in, in the in the upper echelon of the yeah. fullbacks that we have in the competition either. Yeah, that's it. And and here's the thing: again, you look at it out of what is it seven Origin reps? You know, you, you can't all be an Origin rep or an Origin quality player. Uh, Graham said the only thing that can stop Penrith winning the comp is Ivan shitting the bed again. There you go. Uh, Rishi said, fucking glorious. Totally worth sitting in the rain to watch the boys get their season back on track, especially at the expense of the Chooks. Obvious concerns early, but when our first try came easily, with our first foray into East Territory, it felt like we'd go on with it, and we did. Uh, at Big Cock Energy 20. For all the Roosters haters out there, remember, Roosters had a two-year premiership window and won it in both years. Panthers so far have also had a two-year premiership window, but are yet to win. Losing years hurt a lot more if you don't make the most of your chances. That's very true. I dare say the Roosters' window was bigger than two years. Though, I also think I also think the Panthers' window, and and I mentioned this the other week. Given the fact that they've all come through Harold Matson yeah. and the, the juniors, their window could stay open longer than any fucking team's window. In our yeah. certainly in our generation, because these cunts are going to take, they're going to want to take pay cuts so they can keep playing together. I feel unless an ego gets and involved, and I don't know. Unless player agents get involved, well, that's yeah, a yeah, fantastic thing, though. We've also bred our own origin stars. 
instead of going and purchasing James Tedesco and Cooper Cronk uh, as you know generational talents mm. for you know it's like it's like opening a, a window by throw, fucking throwing a hand grenade at the wall. <laughs> yeah, it's a fucking hole in the wall, but it's not what normal people do. Get a fucking profile picture, you fucking egg. At AAMM180, angry middle-aged man, said, I swear it never gets tiring seeing the Roosters lose, especially when it's at a fairly dominating style like the Panthers did. If they don't win the comp this year, there's something wrong. And uh, finally, Toto said, this season it really is only a two-horse race. Panthers for the Premiership and Broncos for the spoon. <laughs> yeah, That's it. Night, straight up to Monday Night Football on a Saturday <laughs> afternoon. Newcastle Knights 10 to feed the Warriors 6 uh, in Newcastle. The Newcastle Knights 10 came through tries to Lachlan Fitzgibbon and Brody Jones, uh, supplemented by a penalty goal from Jake Clifford. Uh, the Warriors, a try to Ewan Aitken and uh, conversion to Reese Walsh. If PVL ball, if PVL ball means plenty of points, I don't, I don't know what the fuck this was. Uh, it was a, a Dow match in the pissing rain. Um, you know, helped only f- through entertainment value by Brody Jones, who is a recent inductee into the I find it difficult to wear ties club, of which I'm the president, uh, with a match winning try. Um, just you know, you'd say he'd stuck his neck out to uh, to get there, but. That's not fucking possible. Uh, Estee Lauder at the back for the Warriors. Some moments displaying his impressive talent. Great run where he got run down uh, by Braley, I think it was. Um, you know, showed you know the the, the depth of the, of the kids' talent. Also, a couple of moments which um, you know, we're probably going to uh, get to the the, the origin preview uh, in the next well, episode but he's um, I was just going to say do, do you think a mediocre performance against the New Zealand Warriors accurately prepares him for the cauldron of state of Oregon <laughs> no what it does do is there was a couple of moments in there I'm like uh, you're fucking fucking around trying to keep the ball in and completely fucking flailing all over the joint with Latrell Mitchell and fucking James Tedesco and Toto and God knows who else running up your way good luck son um, not to mention if if there is an opportunity to um, be put in a position where you uh, are looking to kick a match-winning field goal, happen when you're wearing a maroon jersey, I don't know that he covered himself in glory there either. So, no. This yeah, well, guy, I, I got nothing to say about this fucking game. It was, it was, it was absolutely fucking. It was like the good old-fashioned Monday night foot bitch games. Yeah. And yeah, it was para para versus Newcastle or para versus Canella back in those days. Yeah, look, and Newcastle Knights—they need—they need the fucking two points, so you know, badly. And and to be real, we've said it before: the the Knights have been ravaged by injuries. They've got none of their first choice halves. They've probably got a better fullback than they'd normally have, um, but <laughs> not having the hype merchant in there messes with their cohesion. Uh, they've got a, you know, a number of their other outside backs out. It, essentially, they're a fucking skeleton coming through. And the Warriors, who knows where their fucking heads are at? Yeah. They've done the COVID thing last year. This year, all of a sudden, Nathan Brown's their coach. The the warriest warrior that ever warrior is, is going to fucking rugby union, who is yep. the heart and soul of that team. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I think this game, 
is two clubs that are fucking barely holding it together. Uh, and, and the result shows as much. In poor weather. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, where are we? Daniel. So this is like watching two quadriplegics fighting in a waiting pool full of custard. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Uh, Levius said, Mitch Barnett is the 0.1% of germs that Glenn 20 doesn't kill. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Isaac said, Clem was disappointing. Thought the bench demotion would fire him up a bit, but I think he goes the other way and sooks. Which if We've you seen believe, that in the past, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was why he was dropped from the Origin team or, or not yeah. selected from yeah, the Origin allegedly, team. Allegedly, yeah. That was the word. Because of his little fucking passive aggressive bitch fits. Yep. When people weren't happy with him. Uh, Jamie said Nathan Brown couldn't win at McDonald Jones Stadium when his team played there every second week. What hope did he have this week? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, at Big Gav 8. Said, I'd like to coach the Knights. Just play Mitch Barnett for 80 minutes. It's not that hard to work out. <laughs> <laughs> on to the next one. Dragons, 22, defeated the Raiders, 20 uh, at Wynn Stadium. The Dragons tries came through Billy Burns, Corey Norman, Jared Beale, and uh, Torrell Sloan. Two of four conversions and a penalty goal for smooth Corey. Defeating the Raiders, 20, tries to uh, Corey Harawira Naira, Sebastian Chris, and Joseph Tarpanay. Three conversions and a penalty goal to Sam Williams. Glenn. Raiders started well and it looked like it could be anything. The Dragons didn't look, barely looked interested in this game um, to start. And the Raiders, I thought they might have been taking some steps towards exercising a few more demons and, and and taking more steps to getting back to where we think they should be. And in the end, it was another bit of a fade and Corey Norman, a match winner. If he keeps doing that. That's my favourite sub-narrative. For, yeah. so my favourite sub-narrative for Dragons games is when Corey does the thing that gets them the win. Yeah. Because <laughs> they uh, fucking hate him and they're dumping him. And, yeah. and uh, I love it when he responds in a, in a way against their interests. You've got to love the, the um, Tyrell Sloan. Um, he'd have to be the, the anti Debellin within the Dragons organisation. He's, um, you know, there's someone, he's, I don't know if you saw the footage with his, his grandmother presenting with his jersey before the game. And, yeah. You know, it's yeah. a bit of wholesome content, but there's someone they should be cheering for and making fucking banners of. You know what was the banner? What was the fuck? I, I saw the blowing up of it, but I can't remember what the actual banner itself was. I can't remember the, what it actually said. I just I saw yeah. the, the fallout. Yeah. So what was the fallout? People just saying how I'm fucking believable. Like read the room. They're a, fucking making supportive yeah. banners of of Debellin and you know. Yeah. Hold yeah. them up on the hill. Yeah. The fuck. Oh, I thought there was an official like <laughs> take it down thing. No. 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 Yeah. Okay. It's just a yeah, rugby league fandom just uh, going off. Uh, I couldn't be fuck fucking... winding back to 15 seconds thing on that. I wasn't paying attention <laughs> like that that second. And then I, and I looked on, probably because I was too busy looking on the socials to see what people were saying. And then I saw people blowing up. And I was like, oh, yeah. I don't feel yeah. like fucking going back 15 seconds to find it again. See, interestingly enough, it was a fairly good, uh, good game stats-wise concerning discipline. Fucking very low levels of six again calls, very low penalty count. Neither team really seemed to, you know, um, 
I don't know, take enough chances mm. to get any of those things down. So um, I'm with you, Nathan, that uh, Dragons fans having to cheer on Corey Norman is the favourite thing in the world. Yeah. It's not a full antidote for the, their support of their full-blooded and without exception support within the fan base for DeBellin. Yeah. But it's like it just provides a, a measure of... <laughs> it, <laughs> it, it puts the needle slightly back, not all the Correct. way back. Correct. Yeah, look, it's... Uh, yeah, fuck, what do you say about it? Aaron said, Jack White and head-butted fans in the street, and he is still the most likable Jack out there tonight. <laughs> Uh, Lando said, yes, fuck yes, my ass could not take another hammering. Daniel said, March Premiers versus Faders was never going to reach any great heights. And uh, from Twitter, at Bill underscore FJ underscore Quinn said, St. George, or STI, as they continue to be referred to by the NRL, <laughs> played to the conditions, Canberra didn't. Now, it's probably an apt description. And uh, at... Brett L. Moss said, equal parts stupid and disappointing from the Raiders. Who, just, funnily enough, if you believe the reports, are in the front line for Gareth Widdop. Jeez, as, I love as, a as, fucking pom down there. After, especially after being burned a couple of times. Yeah. I mean, like, the pom thing was great one whole year ago, but the last 12 months haven't been great for him in terms of poms. And especially one that already has runs on the board with homesickness. Mm. Yeah. You know? But what what the fuck is that? Widdop goes, I'm homesick. I don't want to live in Australia anymore. Yeah. Moves back to the UK and all of a sudden goes, oh, yeah, no, I actually forgot how shit it was here. It's yeah. cold and there's coronavirus everywhere. Back, Can I come back? What he really wanted to say was, I don't want to play for the Dragons anymore, which is an understandable yes. sort of thing. But... but- Surely in the release, St. George would have put some clause that they get right of first refusal. Yeah, I think so. I mean, Look, maybe it's- the Dragons and right of first refusal, it's not something they're great at. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Do you know how fucking proud of you I am right now? One of us. One oh. of us. Oh. Fuck, oh. see that, Ben Simmons? Learn how to dunk like that. <laughs> exactly. If you're standing there under the fucking hoop, dunk it. Yeah. Fucking Victorians. I should have fucking known better than to put my faith in a Victorian. Fair point. <laughs> Fuck the lot of you. Hindsight's twenty twenty, but that is a fair point. <laughs> <coughs> right. Fuck and, uh, this. And speaking of, speaking of getting speaking of uh, getting dunked on, the Melbourne Storm sixty six defeated the West Tigers sixteen up at the Sunshine Coast Stadium. The Storm tries two. <laughs> Can you just read out who didn't score? <laughs> Craig Bellamy. I know, I, yeah. I, I, let me just give one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Wow. 10 of 17 players <laughs> scored tries, and it goes as follows. <laughs> Brandon Smith, Nico Hines, Cam Munster, Fanukin, uh Big Nelson, Remus Smith got a double. Uh, Felice Cafusi got one. Uh, Jerome Hughes a double. Tom Eisenhuth, Harry Grant rounds out your scorers with Nico getting nine from 12 conversions. Tiger 16 tries to uh, Talao, Ghana, and Nofaluma, the king of the fuck. He's like the fucking Ibis, the king of the fucking junk time. And um, the Tribus. 
Mike and I. Two of two of uh, two of three conversions to Brooksy. Glenn, <coughs> my comment on this game is, and I said it to you before we started recording tonight. I'm so fucking glad that you didn't drive down from the mountain for that because it would take you how long to get to Sunshine Coast? Three oh, hours. Three hours. Yep. Yeah. I'm so fucking glad you didn't put six hours of your life plus the 90 minutes of watching this absolute fucking annihilation. Yes. And and to be fair, the reason I didn't go was... Because um, was you're, you're a coward. I'm a coward. Yes, yes, yes. It was actually quite personal. But anyway, call me a coward if you must. But I, I too, Nathan, am glad I didn't go to watch this fucking abortion of an example of a professional fucking football team trotting out that absolute pile of steaming dog shit for 80 fucking minutes. It's embarrassing. It's beyond embarrassing. And I've watched I've watched Western Suburbs go week upon week upon week without scoring a point and travel to fucking Canberra and the foot of the fucking mountains and Newcastle in conse- consecutive weeks and then back to Campbelltown. We might have scored eight points in a month. And I was less embarrassed then than what I was for this game. Get the fuck out of here, you pack of fucking frauds, cunts. A lot of them. Take me through. Take take me through the environment. We like you were you were sitting at home. Any of the no, kids watching I, the game I with had you? To, no, I had to watch. Oh, it. that's right. You. I was that's out right, to you dinner, dinner with my you? wife. Yep. And my phone started blowing up, and I was like, "Let me just check this score." It doesn't look good. And as I reached for my phone, uh, the waitress came over and Nicola said, I think he needs another drink. And sure enough, I did because <laughs> it was fucking 30 nil. And like, I was fucking gobsmacked. I was, I was actually impressed. How is that even physically possible for someone to score a try, kick a goal, run back, have the ball kicked to them, and do it again in that short a space of time? It's fucking outstanding. It's just, you know, we're on the edge. This this is what the Tigers have done to themselves. We're on the verge of Maguire being sacked and Sheens being brought back in as coach. And, and, And quite frankly, there's certain parts of the club that fucking deserve that. And everything that that would bring, the as I said, the performance is embarrassing enough. But the the fans on the fucking on the socials post match were even more fucking embarrassing. There's no leadership in the club, zero. Tamau was supposed to to bring that at the very least. It was questions over what you know Jay said at, before a ball had even been kicked. Question what he was going to bring as a front rower, but. Yep. My argument was he brings leadership. Well, he's brought fuck. And that leadership that. was like literally at a bare minimum. That was what he mm. was going to bring. But, but yeah. see, here's the thing though. I I agree with you. But where they fucked up, and this is where they always fuck up, is his leadership value is off the field. Mm. His leadership value is in the culture he brings to training, the attitude he brings to training. You know, he from all the reports I had, when there was any dissent in the ranks against the coach, he was the first one to call it out and be mm. like, well, let's be fucking men about this and talk about it instead of, you know, bitching and, and whispering. Mm. That's his value. He's at the fucking tail end of the career. 
in the toughest position you can play on a football field, and he was coming off the bench in his previous club. I would fucking put it to you that any position on a football field whilst wearing a West Tigers jumper is a pretty fucking difficult position. <laughs> <laughs> and, I would put, and I would put it to you, honestly, I think if there's something that I could do on the rugby league field at my current age and physical fitness, I think that I could... I could be a standout at fucking standing around talking to cunts behind the posts. Yeah. yeah. While a try has been, after a try has been scored. I'd be excellent at that. I to could probably fair, play first grade for the West Tigers at this would, point. You, you wouldn't have as much <laughs> practice also, as the Tigers have had. You'd probably also be really good at junk time tries. <laughs> oh, With tell your you. level of professional NRL player skill. Nate for Exactly. <laughs> I mate, I would score a junk. I would score a fucking junk time try. I would fucking tap the logo on my chest and demand that I be selected for Origin and deserving of finals football, <laughs> like you wouldn't fucking believe. There's, there's no player there, you know, especially given Dewey was out, uh, that that was looking, yeah, his teammates in the eye and demanding better. Like who's who's there saying, "Yep, this is acceptable, guys." Yeah. It's and this was like, this is one game where, where Dane Laurie. This is this was the game where Dane Dane Laurie got. He, he's usually the one. That, mm. If all else fails, yeah, he's the guy that is a reliable, sparky in attack and and certainly Nothing. sound defensively. He makes a fucking horrible like, <laughs> just like is, yeah. horrible mistakes that bounced directly for tries and shit. You know, yeah, Dane. That's it. He, he is now truly a tiger. He, he really is, and I feel bad for it. There's no easy way to solve it either. That's that's the, the most heartbreaking thing. It, I, it the first thing sorting. I would do is I would simply I would simply stop recording milestones for teams. That's, that's got to be Not for start. teams, for the West Tigers How about team? the fact that yeah. the owner of our major sponsor is also the chairman of our club? Yeah. Oof. And this one being the milestone, of course, being um, game number one for fucking Kenny Marmalo, <laughs> and who's had about six hundred points scored on him by two in weeks, two weeks by the Melbourne Storm. Two weeks Storm. in a row. Two, two weeks in a row. Kenny's been in tears at the end of the game for different reasons. It's, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I don't know what the fucking answers are. It's, it's embarrassing. I'll still turn up and watch every week like I do. But three weeks, three weeks ago, you had your Ill- illegitimate joy game, yeah. wasn't it? Or was it two weeks ago? And then you had, no, and you had the win before power, that, and you. Yeah. And then you're going for the three three wins in a row against Para, and it was all fucking talked up, and they, Para just destroyed you. To be fair, Nathan, that's that's what I do. And if we, you know, and no, 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 I don't mean no. I wasn't singling you out. I, I, when I said you, I, I was talking about the fan base yeah. in general. Yeah. I saw yeah Tigers fans on Twitter saying other teams weren't shit and all this. And I'm like, you won two fucking games in a row, mate. Like, mm. honestly, yeah. fuck you doing? Can I put it to you? What I feel is missing out of the Tigers players at the moment Dallas. is. Any sort of Talented. fucking humility. It's not oh, the only no. thing that's missing. <laughs> and but but by that I mean, like you you were talking about the some of the the historically poor Western suburbs teams mm. that you didn't. I remember those teams, and and again, Penrith so had some I. fucking shockers over the years. You know, some fucking shocking teams. But what I always got out of those teams was that they went out there, they understood how poor they were. And they were out there despite that fact. Mm. They were out there you know, ready to get their guts handed to them every single fucking week. But what could they bring? What could they? What was the one thing well, they could bring? With, they have the talent it, but disparity, the, but they could bring effort. 
That's mm-hmm. it. And they would put in. Mm. And it wasn't even this fucking underdog thing where it was, oh, they tried really hard, it was inside them all along, and they came out victorious. They still got fucking pumped mm. a lot of the time. And, you know, Western Suburbs and, and Penrith as well. But, but as a fan, you can see effort. That's it. Yeah. You can and see you can see pride in the pride, the pride in representing the the jersey and things like, like that. Bruiser Clark and fucking Pat O'Doherty, and you know, look, these guys are fucking nobodies. Nobodies Get on the earning fucking a fucking Google machine, yeah. kiddies. <laughs> and seriously, like you look at those players and you're like, "Yep, yep, he's probably fair at rugby league." But fuck me, looks like he just tried his guts out for yeah. eighty minutes. Yeah, he looks you know? like and, he's been and hit that's in the head what with I a don't see that. in that West Tigers team. Mm. And I, I love to fucking troll them. I know. Don't get me wrong, I love it. And nothing, nothing will fucking take it. You know, if they were wearing rugby league yamulkas, I'd watch them walk out of the oven still giggling. <laughs> that is how little. <laughs> Will stop me from trolling. Did you the West have to one up me? Did you have to one up me because of my dragons comment earlier? You just like, oh, I've got, a, I've got up the stakes. This cunt's, this cunt's gunning for me. <laughs> but the, and yeah, from and that a serious point. If I was a fan, I would be absolutely nauseous at the the seeming lack of accountability and humility as to what that team's put in this year. And that seems to be a consistent culture. So I, I don't know Regardless how. Regardless of it. coach, sadly, coach yes. changing the coach isn't the answer. That's because they, they can see yes. as a portion of the fan base, it's now sack match. And the West Tigers are the absolutely fucking undisputed heavyweight champions of sacking coaches. Yeah, absolutely. And it's hasn't won many, many titles. No, the, our longest-serving coach is the only one to deliver a title. So mm. go figure. Yeah, I mean, he's longer serving because they kept him for like fucking probably eight years longer or however long than they needed to. But Longest <laughs> serving, Nathan. <laughs> and to his credit, to his credit, I think he played that the only way he could, to go in there at halftime and then get him and his staff and walk well, out of the dressing room at halftime. You know what, at, at what point, you, and you guys, even in a business sense, you've had people working for you and stuff, like you can rant and rave and yell and scream and fucking do, do at some point you're just like, this is not having an impact. Yeah, I've got to change. Some people just here. don't. Some people just don't fucking have it. Yeah, can't, they can't be fucking helped. Yeah, and I'm starting to. And you know, and look, okay, let's in the interest of lighting a candle. In the second half, <laughs> the Fuck second half the did the second half <laughs> did carry on initially as per the first half, but then they did actually. And you know, there's, Do you know you, what you can that make was? The argu- you can make that the argument that the Melbourne Storm were embarrassment because can, that score you- was going to be eighty, and those cunts <laughs> looked at that scoreboard and they were like, "This is going to be papers headlines for a month if we get done by eighty. We better fucking do Look, something." Tigers fan, Tigers fans, I fucking, I tried, I tried to fucking find positives for you. Fuck but you, you know, the, the, you know, the biggest, the biggest positive of this game, um, with our top tier uh, Patreon level, uh, yeah, we have a, a like a VIP. WhatsApp group uh, where there's just like tons of fucking great banter uh, all hours of all, every day, but during that game, <laughs> one of the one of the guys said, "Hey, Nate, got a great idea for every point that Storm score over sixty, we'll do a shot at the grand final day fucking Fuck. meetup." 
<laughs> and so let me tell you, the fact that I only got the 66, my liver thanks you, West Tigers, <laughs> for finding whatever you did to save me from dying because six, shot, six shots is nothing. Okay. Can, like you're, but I thought it was going to be 20. <laughs> I consider you a very smart man. Yeah. How are you making that bet in a game where things generally go up in increments of six? Yeah, and also when I did it in like after five minutes when it was probably 12 nil at that point already, it looked really fucking doable that they'd get like to 100. <laughs> Look, you know, yeah, people's self-destructive streaks fucking manifest in various ways and perhaps that's mine. <laughs> Lack of accountability due to honouring your bets. Yeah, exactly. I'm just too fucking staunch for, you know, when it comes to that shit. <laughs> Anyway, right. in summary, it's- pack of cunts, blow the lid off the fucking joint, execute them all. The big winner out of this, the big winner out of this game was fucking our mate fucking Steve, one-eyed tiger. Not because his team is shit and got absolutely fucking pumped, but because he is going to have an absolute fucking sizzler buffet of shit to turn into a meme that you've just said. <laughs> I don't know. I can't. I kind of feel that he's been getting away from his roots. He's been he's been I, trying too hard to get things with this tiny little fucking positive edge to them. I think he's just trying to cycle through and not do the same format of meme every time, and he's trying to take us on a journey through the entire, you know, vast world out there of meme various meme formats. Look, I'm not going to tell the man I'm not going to tell the man how to do his job. But if that dragon's comment doesn't get a run, I'll be fucking disappointed. Well, yeah, yeah I think no, usually, usually it's a tigers related one, yeah. though. That's the thing. It's a tiger. It's a, he, he set the expectation. It's, it's something about you talking about the tigers. Mm. That's disappointing. Right, tweets. Mm. Uh, Super Grover <laughs> said, no express episode on Sunday after Nate has to read out the try scorers. <laughs> <laughs> Terry. Just, I just want to put, just, just put a pin in that comment for now because <laughs> it's, uh, it, like, I, got, I got enough satisfaction out of my own one for that one. I mean, when you when the, when you when you have the storm scoring forty points in a half, you do have a reasonable expectation as a fucking career troll like Grover is that no team will ever fucking replicate that that season, yeah. let alone within the same round. Yeah, correct. Terry said, "Look, things are bad right now for the Tigers. Maybe if they buy another outside back, it will fix it." <laughs> <laughs> uh, Stephen. Said, went to the game with the family. Got to teach my daughter the six times tables there for a bit. Tiger's block in front of us left. (laughs) Uh, Daniel said, Tiger's game plan. Make them run so much they injure a hammy. Well played, guys. Uh, At Dean K88 on the tweet machine said, haven't seen a tiger fall this quickly since Robbie's restaurant. (laughs) Uh, From Instagram, Sean Divney said, when do we discuss relegation? Fucking always and every time. And uh, Sam Carriage 89 said, I hope this sickens Glenn slash (laughs) Greg to his core. Hashtag tigers suck balls 69. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, Arterial underscore Deluxe said, watching this as a Panthers fan validation of how shit the Tigers really are. They are the argument for relegation. So there you go. Instagram seems to be the home of the soccer fan. Constantly wanting the Tigers relegated. How good. I just want to give a shout out to to old mate. And I forget who it was on the mailbag 
couple of weeks ago now, actually made it, yeah, I, I guess a relatively new listener, but asked us in the mailbag on a Wednesday episode and said, why do you keep talking about Tigers in decline? Like, blah, 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 you know, like, and I don't know if it was like, you know, a, a statement of that, you know, it's not applicable and why are we still saying it? Or asking us genuinely why are we still saying it when it appeared not to be applicable? This, this game. This is why. This, this is why Tigers in decline I'd will love, never die. I'd love to say this was an isolated incident. And finally on Insta, uh, Johnny Radford asks, did a Tigers club legend die this week? <laughs> no, this one, this one was a wedding of the baby's head for old Kenny Mamalo, unfortunately. The Eels, 36, defeated the Bulldogs, 10, on Saturday afternoon. The Eels tries to Ryan Madison, Mitchell Moses, Sean Lane, Regan Campbell-Gillard, and a double to debutante Sean Russell. Moses, 6 of 6 conversions. The uh, Bulldogs... 10 points came through tries to Big Puppy and uh, what's his name? Oh, Tui Katoa, of course. Uh, Avarillo won a conversion. I was, uh, I listened to the first bit of this game in the car on the radio on the way down to the Gold Coast and uh, today I was faced with the faced with the, the, the dour task of watching it. Watching this game. But I chose <laughs> to watch the Manly game for the third time. <laughs> So, Glenn, tell me what oh, happened. Look, I, I did see the dogs were leading at halftime, exactly. though. I was like, oh, I don't know how yeah. I feel about this. I mean, it does put the Broncos in, the, and it helps us with the Eels losing points as well, but it's the dogs winning games. Yeah. Of all the signs that Parramatta are frauds, allowing the dogs to leave it, lead at halftime is possibly the biggest sign yet that um, it really is a race of three, four teams max, and the Eels not being one of them. Um, something to be said for how Para did steady themselves in the end in, in the second half and went on with it and the score blew out but there's still I feel like there's still more work to be done at Para than what Brad Arthur would lead us to believe and mm. I don't think that they handle adversity against better sides uh, well enough they're 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 a front runner. I'll give them that. But um, in the big games, when when the the fight is taken to them, I, I don't think Para have it in them. Just my two cents. Yeah, agree a hundred percent. They're they're probably the top of that second tier. Oh, no, you might say Manly's the top of that. Yeah, they're, they're, they're probably near the top of that second tier in terms of, of teams that that can can go deep just based on current form. Um, I've said it a bunch of times. I think they are across the board. They have a smaller gap between their minimum and their maximum than almost any other team in the competition. Their ceiling's not as high as the best in the league but their basement is not as far from their ceiling as some of those other teams. So they're a fucking dollhouse. <laughs> how, how does that make a dollhouse? Just not a very big gap between their fucking ceiling and their basement. Yeah. 
Mephistopheles. Yeah, I got. Uh, I, yeah, I, okay. I, 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 yeah. I get you. I get the I'm metaphor. A referential <laughs> retard. How good? Fuck my. How good? The my jokes. My jokes works better when uh, when my audience isn't retarded. I was gonna. Say, I was gonna say. You know. Well, yeah. Obviously, you know the sun situation. But I mean, he's <laughs> in the same boat. He's <laughs> all boys as well. So I don't know. Me, I get the dollhouse thing. I got a daughter. I know what you're saying. Yeah. I got Castle Grayskull. <laughs> yeah. I wish I still had my Castle Grayskull. Yeah, I know. If I still had it, I wouldn't have it. I sold that shit. <laughs> you flipped the cup of fucking fortune. So what I'm really saying is, I wish I had 500 bucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and Castle Grayskull would be the castle you're sitting in right now because it paid for the deposit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. Do you have anything else you want to add to that game? No, not at all. all right, anything then. you want to say on that? Hit some tweets then. On the socials, Aaron said, Clint Gutherson is to rugby league as Vanilla Ice is to hip-hop. <laughs> that is true. Uh, at JSJ Hogan said, We need more first-half performances in the second half. No good putting the effort in early. Just let it all go to shit. Hashtag fuck the Broncos. Yeah, it's pretty true about the doggies. Uh, at Jay Bartley 90 said Parra treated the first half like a training run and the dogs caught them napping a couple of times thankfully they responded well in the second half and showed what they're capable of happy with the win today but Parra will need to be better the next time out to beat Penrith that will not happen uh, and at Big Gav 8 said I'm a Parra supporter while I enjoy the season the fact that we will give the top four a shake we do not have the class or discipline to be there in the third week of the finals but could be worse I could be Glenn on the podcast this week. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a fucking ball. This has been fun. <laughs> it exercises the demons reasonably quickly. Yes. And you can move on to the next re- next round or whatever, you know? I will say... That's, that's what I find anyway. ...to see what the episode title is. I feel like there's a bit of content there that you've jotted down there's, in your fucking chicken there's, scratch, there's... illegible fucking handwriting that you have with your le- written with your fucking left hand. Written on the phone, you dumb fuck. Smacked out of you, <laughs> like they did in the olden days. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I live up in fucking Toowoomba. I don't fucking write it in write, fucking chalk, bitch. Writing, 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 writing with fucking writing with implements is for fucking peasants. <laughs> <laughs> it's all digital. Um, was that it for those tweets? Was it? That's it. Okay, the main event, uh, the Mighty Manly Seagulls, fifty-six went down the fucking Hope Solo Coliseum down the Gold Coast, and proceeded to absolutely fucking. Destroy the Titans twenty four. Uh, the Manly Seagulls fifty six. Thankfully, is easier to read out than the Storm one because they had the fucking common decency to score them in fucking bunches across a couple of players. Tommy Turbo with a hat trick, Ruben Garrick with four, and fuck they were trying to get him. They were trying to get the fifth one for him. You could you could see they were working to get him the fifth one. Uh, Saab with a double. Hamali um, Alakwatu with a try and Daly in his two hundred fiftieth game. Got the final try of the day. Uh, Garrick, uh, 6 of 11, but fuck me, it was an unhappy start Start with the boot when he was probably went fucking one of the first six and then started banging him over at the end. <sighs> fucking, this, uh, this game was a fucking journey, it's fair to say. Went down to the Gold Coast, had a cunt of a week, took my little nephew down for his first game of fucking, he's from the, you know, regional. Um, first game of footy. Yeah, he's, he's, he plays footy, He's you know, but it's his first game of like NRL and everything. Um, he's a Manly fan, basically because he's been, you know, told stories that Uncle Nathan goes for Manly. So <coughs> as a result, you know, he's just become a Manly fan. Um, 
and I'll tell you, my, my fucking, we, <laughs> we're watching the players warm up at the start of the game, and um, they were warming up in front, like right in front of our bay where we were, and um, I put that story. You, you, I mean, you guys obviously, and anyone who's who's friends with me on Facebook um, knows that story. I put that thing on Facebook with that little kid looking outside, going, "Yeah, mom, there's a goat," and you know, and she goes. No, it's a, yeah, just, and, and just, no, it's a it's fucking, a fucking goat. goat. And I put it up, and I put the and I and I put that up there. Just cut out the you know it's a fucking goat thing. You know, saying like what happens when people tell me that Tommy isn't the best player in the game, whatever. My sister showed that to him. He's like, he's a, he's a little kid, <laughs> like he's he's like younger than my kids. And um, she showed him. She said, on the condition that you can't tell, you know, you don't, you don't. We we you know we're going to hear some things from Uncle Nathan, but we're not going to we don't repeat the things that Uncle Nathan says. Sounds like my wife. And um. Yeah, and so we're sitting at we're sitting at the game, and the, and the players are warming up in front of us, and they're doing one where they sort of you know where they kind of you know they'll sort of jog up to a po- up to a point till they hit the hit the the sideline, then they'll sprint back the other way, sort of thing. And then it comes to Tommy's turn, and the whole bay goes crazy, you know, because it's Tommy. And I looked at him, I, and I looked at him, I go, "Fucking, see, you know, see how much every you know, like everyone loves Tommy, eh?" And he goes, "Yeah, he's the fucking goat." <laughs> I'm just like. Instantly, just fucking texted my sister like, "This is fucking hilarious." What he just said. Um, anyway, he had a great he had he had a great day though. We went down, um, you know, when the players were in the victory lap and stuff, and we got a selfie with Jason Saab, who's fucking great. And um, yeah, he got high fives and you know, bits and pieces with you know some other players as well. So he had a great, he, you know, he's a he convert convert to you know one, those it's those things when you're a little kid, and they happen to you, you know, and you get to interact with players and stuff at that age. It's the sort of stuff that. Real, like you know, like cements them as fans of the sport and and you know the clubs and stuff like that as well. And it's great because now Killer, because you, know, you know Jason Saab was you know so nice with us and everything. Like now Killer's found a replacement after a couple of years now to replace his favourite player, you know Matai, you know, who's, who's been retired for you know a long enough period of time. So Saab's the man now. But um, the game itself, um, it was fucking an extraordinary fucking game because. They weren't playing poorly in the first half at all. They were just up against the side that had all the restarts, all the penalties, and a 100% completion rate and 70% of possession, I think it was, at half time. And, you know, and, and it's just it's just the fucking way it went. I mean, I know the, the mood of the people around me. No one was no one was too perturbed, you know, or, or thought that the you know that the Titans were better or getting away with it or you know anything like that. I mean, there was a bit of you know there's a bit of angst directed in the direction of uh, Grant Atkins. I mean, like who was doing his best to fucking screw the game in a certain way. But um, second half, I mean, if even if you feel like you are being fucking roughly treated by the fucking referee, if you get the ball after halftime. And just not give it back until you've put fucking like forty points on the board. <laughs> There's nothing they can do to stop you. And I mean, that's you know that's the way the game is today. And it's a matter of you know holding possession, continuing possession through six agains, and being good enough to score at the end of them. Get the ball back, reload, start again. And like this is the best example of what I've seen like fucking ever. Um, it's, it's fucking it, like Hamoli is a fucking beast, and I think he's like the first back rower picked in the club for years to come, which is incredible for a guy that hasn't actually been playing rugby league for that long. I mean, you know, because he was a basketball player. Um, you know, what can you say? I mean, there's nothing you can say about Tommy Turbo. I mean, like the importance and and how fucking dominant he is. Um, Garrick, since 
he re- since he had that game uh, last week without Tommy, and I mean, he just seems to have gone up another level. And it's almost like he's been coached in a certain way that rather you know stop looking for when you when you have a little bit of space in front of you, just fucking go for the corner, hell for leather, and just don't think about propping and you know sort of stepping in. You know, just just go for it. And as a result, he's just scoring tries by the truckload now. Um, Kieran Foran, best season since what twenty thirteen. That's that's know, the point I, mean, like, I wanted to make on on Manly. Just his his resurgence like, is is the the side story of the year for me. The man the the, I mean he's he's getting into like buy of the year territory because I mean the injured the injury prone nature of that guy over the last five or six years has been so well fucking documented to the point where it was like you know is he going to be medically retired at some point? Mm. And he comes back this year and he's. He hasn't changed his game to preserve himself at all. He's still digging into the line, getting fucking smashed after he gives the pass. But just the way, just the the smarts, the the smarts that he brings to that left hand side, and then with the weapons that they have there, and just the selectivity whether they're going to go to Tom or use Tom as a decoy and go and you know go behind him to some you know and. And then Tom brings the smart where he decides whether he's going to go short to Parker or use Parker as like a because you know when you're five meters out Parker usually gets across the line so whether they use him as just this great decoy that's, that brings in the defenders as well because they know they need more than one guy to stop him and go out the back to Garrick and then scores like four easy fucking tries like he did it's just fu- it's fucking great and like yeah. and it's cra- considering the the massive injury toll we're going for at the moment. It means that you know, some guys have been brought in ahead of their time and they've got genuine selection dilemmas now. I mean, like, obviously you want to bring Schuster back into the side, but you have to bring him in into in second row because, I mean, you're not going to take care, you know, you're not going to get rid of four. And I mean, the way he's playing is fucking amazing. And then so, but then Lawton's come in and done it, you know, bought as a hooker and he's come in as a back row and doing a fucking great job in the middle, you know, which is, you know, presumably not his first choice. Of game, and I mean, like if Fainu gets off with the charges, you know, next month, obviously at full at full fitness and you know game readiness, I mean, he's the he's the choice for the hooker. But Croker has fucking evolved and changed his body shape and is doing a fucking job there now. Mm. So much so that like we've got a fit hooker in the you know on the books now who's being forced to play back row. Um, I thought with Jake Jake out of the side, it would expose potentially something defensively in the middle. But you know, then you got guys like Kepi and stuff that come in and it's fucking great. And then you got guys like Paseca who, like, have, I thought losing Fenua Blake this year would be a big fucking detriment to the team's chances of doing anything. But like Paseca has finally fucking realised that he is a huge unit, and like that, I, I just I wish he had a fucking scored off that break when he like when he just absolutely trucked through. I think he I think he stomped through for feeder too. I mean he fucking he, he stomped for feeder so badly that he got relegated to the bench in the state of origin side. And then we had another situation where Dylan Walker made a bust straight through for feeder as well. And that's the other thing, Dylan Walker coming on as like a fucking like a lock or something, doing this sort of ball playing stuff around the middle. It's just it's just a testament to fucking what Des has done with, you know, some very unorthodox fucking selections and, you know, of players in positions. I mean, putting like a guy who's probably best position is center in lock as a, as a bench lock and he's not playing wide at anything at all. He's just up the guts. Um, so you've taken amazing. a long time here to say that your team let the Gold Coast Titans score a shitload of points on them and then we scored the greatest miserable win. 
I want people to um I want people to do the research because I can't be fucked. But I want to know how what's the how what's the biggest half of football in terms of scoreline because and like I'd don't say, I'd say it was Melbourne versus the Tigers this week. No, they scored forty and twenty six. They didn't score forty eight and a half. That's what I'm saying. Manly scored fucking forty eight and a half. So that's the biggest. I want to know who can beat that. And I want NRL era too. I don't want to hear like fucking farmers shit with Glebe conceding fucking seventy versus some cunt like. <laughs> <laughs> you see a farm shit like I was listening to someone on the radio on the weekend talking about some old timer, you know, uh, some some old timer like you know around the time when the dragons won like the uh, you know ten or eleven in a row or whatever, and um, I was saying that this guy was a fucking great player, played two consecutive grand finals for fucking someone against the dragons, would have played the third. <laughs> But he couldn't get the day off work. <laughs> he was selected to play another grand final. <laughs> so, so I don't want to hear anything like from fucking that farmer slash, yeah, fucking you know rapist or you know child molester era, you know where the dragons won all those premierships in a row. I just want to. <laughs> I mean, just remind me of NRL because I mean, like even I was even thinking back just like to manly games, which obviously I'm more focused on. And like I remember the great game in '94 where. They uh, beat the Dragons 61-0. But even that was like 31 in one half, 30 in the second half, you know. Mm. So, And with a disrespectful field goal, maybe the first ever disrespectful field goal on record going over at halftime in that game. But um, Nice. Anyway, on the socials, Daniel. Happy 250 daily and happy 150 Dylan Walker. And just Did imagine you just wish Dylan Walker, Dylan Walker a happy fucking anything? Yeah. Yeah, the and you know what? What the fuck is wrong with you? you? Know I, you know, You've said some fucking outlandish you know, bullshit and I've had to sit through. Yeah. I refuse to fucking sit through. You, you can't. Wishing Dylan Walker a happy anything. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, okay. Righto, Mario. That, now, that's, the, that's the audio equivalent. That's the audio equivalent of a fucking DeBellin banner. <laughs> I just want to say, if he's playing and in you, the... And offended. you should go outside and fucking shake yourself. I, 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 Honestly. I, I think you can both suck me from the back. And, the, and I just want to say that it's really showing that now, instead of fucking... Instead of chucking tantrums when he's told to go and eat his dinner while he's playing Fortnite, now he's eating that dinner. He's put on a bit of size and doing great work in the middle. That's all I'm saying. Um, but uh, yeah, Daly, great man, fucking great captain, wonderful player. Daly, even better I tell you what, I got an all new respect for Daly Cherry Evans. I would like, I would imagine, imagine all right, let's just sitting, this back, sitting back on this fucking podcast, getting paid a million dollars a year for it to only be good <coughs> when somebody else is on it. <clears throat> <sighs> fucking hell! The the fact the the fact that like literally, literally fucking like seven or eight days ago, they put fifty on the Cowboys while Tommy was being rested. <laughs> Ignorant. Yet again, you're fucking gloating about beating the North Queensland Cowboys. Hey, you know what? I played basketball against three six-year-olds <laughs> this afternoon. Fucking one for <laughs> NBA. Here I come. Cowboys fans, there you go. That's where you, that's where that's where your level is at the moment. I mean, you've won a premiership far more recently than Panthers, you know, by over a decade. But uh, apparently, you, you're you're six year olds. You are. I do. Oh, I do want to say that you six did year win. Old you did win. You did, your your game though. Your 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 basketball game though. You did. I want to say it was legitimate joy that you felt beating them because I mean, you only won through superior skill because it certainly wasn't through any fucking like any fucking astronomical height differential. Now, well, I'm I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but genetics even if you were wearing fucking Jordans with three inch lifts in the cunts, genetics are not my fucking fault. My. 
my fucking hand-eye coordination and my sweet, sweet fade away. <laughs> Can I ask why you need to you know? utilise your fade away against six-year-olds? Can I please ask that? Because, because they're the I same can, fucking height. Because I can shout <laughs> that's out that's the whiskey, and that sounds like a swear word to them. I didn't dunk on them, so maybe I am Ben Simmons. No, well, no, but you're only Ben Simmons if you could dunk and chose not to, and passed it to somebody else instead. I, it was an eight. I also room. then went. Or are you I, playing I, on like a kid size rim? No, proper one. <laughs> Because that is gone, it'd be rude not to dunk. I mean, come I've on. then gone fuck this basketball nonsense and come inside and played video games. So yes, I am exactly Ben Simmons. Fair call. Yeah, I'll be yeah. on the socials. <laughs> on the socials, uh, Nathan said Titans can't defend their line at all. They haven't turned Manly away once. That was a fucking shambles of goal line defense. Mate, that was. Can I? Can I just? I probably didn't turn them away once either. As, as much as I respect your skill and ability in choosing what socials to read out, did you really think we needed to hear from another fucking Nathan about this game? <laughs> this, was a Na- this was a Nathan that's probably not too fucking positive, though. He's probably shitting on the Titans and, oh, who knows? and not much else. Uh, Daniel said, is for feeder the next Dane Carlaw slash Dave Taylor, a physical freak that never lives up to potential? Fuck, that's an interesting take, hey? And more possible than than Titans fans would want it to be. Mm. Yeah. There I'd is, there is a few murmurings around his game now where the hype's starting to wear off and some of the reality's yeah. starting to kick in. He's still he I mean like he's still scored like ten tries this season and he's had a you know, on the balance of things he's had a good season, right? If you if you measure him against others in his position, he's had an astronomical season. Yeah, I mean he's been handled both times by Manly, but um, but not every club's you know. But then he's had games where he's looked like an absolute fucking god. So yeah, that's it. Um, he's young though too. Maybe he just needs to find that consistent quality to his play as well. You know, Ryan, so he got bored waiting for Garrick to take a conversion, so I put a movie on. End <laughs> <laughs> credits. I tell you what, it was it was it was, it was fucking no, it was it was noticeable. Like how like he he takes a fuck, <laughs> especially when he wasn't getting them, and like around like the sort of the third or fourth goal he was going for, he he that that's I think that's why he was fu- he was fucking himself mentally because he was taking so long with them, and like the down the drummer's end as well, like where the Titans, you know, oh, like it, just the worst fucking place to try and crowd, take goal. The crowd goal starts kicks, need, needs to start counting how many seconds it takes for him to take his kick, like fucking Brooklyn's crowd with Giannis. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I wish fuck. they I wish they did do that. That would be fucking hilarious. Uh, Hammers said I passed out from all the jizz at half time and missed the scores. Can only assume we went on to win fifty six twenty four or some shit. <laughs> yeah, the boys. <laughs> <laughs> fucking cow, coward coward bailed before I fucking got the chance to see him too. Oh, Had some bullshit excuse. I wouldn't even go that low. <laughs> I wouldn't even go that low. Look, he was at the ground. He could have come and could have come and said, "Hey, good game." <laughs> He, uh, he 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 didn't. He slunk away. What about Norts? Same. Oof. Slunk away, just with less drag on the on the right hand side. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hammers. I understand. I understand. So Norts slunked away in a circle, <laughs> like a sprint car. <laughs> 
Uh. <laughs> right. Fuck those guys. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fuck those guys who are great mates of ours. <laughs> um. Champions. I love it, but I love to pull the piss out of them. So good. Exactly. That's Jesus exactly Christ. it. I'm just looking, as I'm going through the socials, there's an ad for this thing called Reface. What's that? It's an app. Right. Where you can reface things. <laughs> in Dr. Now, for, for example. So the one they've got here is they've cut a picture of Snoop Dogg's face. Right. And put it into Rambo. And so now Snoop Dogg is Rambo. And it's okay. fucking hilarious. And I'm not advising anyone goes goes and does this because this is how all of those fucking AI companies get the facial recognition shit. Yeah, this is like the people doing that thing with the old people face, the Russian model. Yeah, Yeah. that's it. Um, I just thought how fucking hilarious it would be to get photos of Nathan and impose it over Tommy T. (laughs) (laughs) And just see what looks more retarded, the real life version or that one. I tell you, he'd fucking, uh, he'd be the goat no matter what. The fucking guy. He'd just be a bigger cunt if he had my, if he had my, if he had, if he had, if he had my, if he had my head, he'd just be a bigger cunt. That's the only difference. Um. Still an absolute god of rugby league and the greatest fucking player this year and ever and on the richest vein of form in that we've ever seen in the game, surpassing 2012 Ben Barber and uh, 2009 Jared Hayne mm. easily because not because he's not like Jared Hayne was great that year, but he was doing it all himself. Everything that happened, he was doing it all himself. He was going on these crazy runs, beating 150 guys, and you know. Whereas Tommy's very unselfish, like he'll score a couple of tries, but he'll also lay on another four. Plus, you know, do a bunch of other stuff. So he's the, he's the unselfish fucking uh, I wonder goat. if he'll follow the now, same trajectory as those two examples he just gave. Yeah, well, either oh. beat, beating or biting them. Yeah. I don't know. I reckon that frittata's got that much of a fucking overbite that it'd be hard for him to fit a clip between the two chompers. I reckon he uh, doesn't have an overbite at all and it's just a fucking gentleman oh. and uh, ornament, an ornament of the game. And... Uh, Soon, soon to, uh, very soon to be premiership winning manly player, like we all want to see. Tommy, Tommy Turbo's a sort of cunt that's got to eat an apple with his molars. Is <laughs> that fucking misaligned? I have to have a look at picture because I've never, it's never struck me that that's a, that's a, the, the first criticism I'd make. <laughs> I mean, the oh, no, thing is probably far more. I think his teeth are fine. I think his teeth are fine. I've just made them all. That's all. <laughs> Just pick some low-hanging fruit, but, uh, but no, that you're fruit right. is he, an apple. He, <laughs> he, he is in. He is in a Hayne-esque patch of form at the moment. Like that that try he scored where where he was going down and, and anyone else would have been short of the line, but all of a sudden he's put on that fucking leg. Go, go, gadget, yeah. And, and carted nine cunts over on his back. Yeah. Yeah, like that—that's some special. What shit. The, the, there was at, at the ground, you know, you don't obviously get the the most information about what's going on, but even after watching it on the telecast a couple of times, the fucking Grant Atkins, what the fuck was he thinking when Tommy scored that try? Where he um, and then Sammy was offside or something, so he's gone up and he's gone. Look, it's a it's a try, but I think Sam, you know, but if he hasn't scored it, then Sammy's committed a professional foul. So I'm thinking Sinbin. Yeah. So then. You look at the replay, and he's, there's nothing wrong with the try, but he goes. But the bunker's like, oh, I think it was Ashley Klein, which is that's your fucking first mistake. He's uh, like, oh no, he's Tommy's lost it, and then so Into the hand or something. Yeah, he's yeah he's Tom, Tommy's lost Tommy's lost the ball. However, 
we're given Manly a penalty for the offside, but it's not a professional foul anymore, and so it's not going to be like... like he I'd be fucking... interested, though, because here's what I was thinking about. What constitutes a professional foul? Is professional foul foul play in the act of scoring? Well, no, because you can do things like, hold you know, like professional after, fouls as well. Yeah. Like, you know, when you're, hold, when you're holding the guy down after a long break so all your team get back on side and stuff like that, yeah, it doesn't have to be like it. a... Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but is it... Or, or again, is it any penalty in the act of scoring? Well, I think it was in, I think it was before the act of score. You know what I mean? Like it was before the act of scoring yeah. because at the end of the day, he still, you know, carded him across the line. The funny thing was, I mean, we got the penalty and we scored two tackles later. But, like, it's just fucking... And the, the other thing was... um. And that, yeah, we all love being at games because you can sort of see more of what's going on. Mm. But I fucking saw some shithousery in this game that I haven't seen happen before in a game. There was um, a point towards the end of the game where the Titans tried to score. They, they attempted to score in the left corner and the ball, I think, beat everybody over the touchline about a meter out from the from the corner post. And Tommy ended up on, on his back on the ground near the corner post and there was a Titans guy on the ground as well. And this is how, this is directly in front of us. And this Titans guy starts, you know, trying to fuck with Tommy on the ground, just trying to like niggle or whatever. And so Morgan Harper sees it and runs back down and uh, to to fucking try and regulate the situation. Meanwhile, we've had to play the ball because I think they put the ball out. So we had to play the ball and the ball's gone out onto our left-hand side. So it's like, it's like 20, 30 meters down the field, right over the other side of the field. And so the players start to move back into position. And um, there's a bit of push and shove between Harper and the Titans player, which you can see on the telecast right in the top right corner on the on the replay. But then the camera goes and starts to follow the action that's right down the other you know other side of the field. And then as as the Titans player disengages and goes to run back into the line, Harper just sort of bends over and just hit, gives him the flick and the ankle tap, and he just goes ass over tit. And then on the telecast, by the time the camera swings back up and you see what's going on, you can just see the Titans player running back to the line, laughing, yeah, you know, looking back at Harper and laughing. So. That's funny. I was surprised that Touchy didn't do something about it because, I mean, really, when you are flicking the guy, <laughs> hitting the defender, <laughs> ankle having a defender and knocking him over. But, uh, yeah, good times. Uh, but that's the reason why the episode's late too because I didn't get home till like, fucking 9.30 or something like that and I was uh, tired from, uh, you know... Jerking off. All the all the, all the the orgasms and Had such. Had to wait, wait you for your fucking keg of Gatorade to arrive this morning. Yeah, yeah. To still reconstitute feeling, yourself. Still, yeah, still, still feeling very, very, very dry after watching the. I was watching the replay and like they score so many tries and you go like, "Fuck me!" It must be getting towards the end of it now. And you look at the scoreboard and it's only like thirty something to twenty four. You go, "Holy shit!" There's like another five tries to come yet, man. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it was glorious. And uh, yeah, tell us, tell us in a non farm league who scored more than forty eight points and a half, please. Thank you. Um, that's it for episode 409 thanks for listening everyone as always you can interact with us in a multitude of ways uh, go to thisweekinleague.com forward slash links and there you will find links to our uh, Facebook group our Patreon other social com- social media communities and all the feeds to access the show if you want to access it in a non-Apple podcasty kind of way um, if you'd like to support the show make sure you drop us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts like tell a friend invite them into the, into the Facebook group become a patron and uh, I want to give a shout out to some patrons before we go John from over in the UK who is a very long term uh, supporter of the show and especially over there as well where you know shipping can get fucked and everything too so uh, really appreciate the support buddy uh, Trotters your mate this fuckhead your mate Greg and uh, and and Kerrid 
as well, who's been who's uh, been supporting the show for a number of years too, in, in the form of memberships and so on. Uh, the tipping, uh, the round hasn't actually doesn't actually finish until Origin, which is weird because you know it's a whole other week away. But um, I forgot to put my fucking tips in. I thought, oh yeah, we're done well this week. You know, pretty much all the teams I thought would get up. You know, I mean, we had that dicey games. We you know we thought that the you know the Dragons Canberra game might be yeah. weird, and, and the Cowboys Sharks game would be weird, and they turned out to be that way. But yep. um, but yeah, otherwise it was fairly cut and dried. But uh, yeah. Jim Ecker is uh, out alone on top. How about the tip? Duhig, Sumback, Bigarod, Benny Tippy. That takes us through to number six. And then a point back, we've got Lachlan H, Bandit, 2-9er. Oh, fucking ESPN fan, 980-740-4611. Fucking set yourself a username, cunt. And uh, in the 10th place, Chins get the wins. That is uh, all I have to say about anything. How about you, fellas? I've uh, enjoyed this recording uh, far more than I anticipated. <laughs> Did you watch the whole Tigers game when you got <laughs> yeah. home? It was fucked. I'll give you credit. I'll, I'll give you respect for that. Credit yeah. for that. Yeah. You're a I, would, I, sh- I struggle to watch games if I'm there live and you lose. I struggle to watch them on guys, telly again. Guys, I, I appreciate you trying to give me credit. I watched... Because I wanted to just understand how the fuck that happened. <laughs> Do you feel like you actually achieved any level of understanding, though? No, it just made me fucking more angry, to be quite honest. <laughs> made me more angry. I figured it would. My wife, my, yeah. like, my wife has a, she just has a way. She has a way about not giving a single solitary fuck about rugby league. Yeah. But understanding certain triggers. That she likes to to pull when it comes to the tigers. Why do you do it? Why do you keep doing it to yourself? What do you get out of it? What do you get? This happens like far more frequently than you'd care to admit. <laughs> <laughs> just shit like that. Just anyway. Yeah. What a no, this what's, funny what's your with, response with, though? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> what, what do you answer? The answer is loyalty. You make a commitment. You stick it. Stick it through. It's like it's why we're still for the same, bitch, same reason why, she's with you. Oh, you fucker! <laughs> you beat me to the punch. See, 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 yeah, see, see. That was Ben Simmons choosing to take the dunk yeah. that, that, was, that was served up, and you still fucking just just let him have an yeah. uncontested possession yeah, yeah, under yeah. the rim. <laughs> it's funny with wives that don't know nothing about football. Um, I sent some photos through because you know it was with the nephew and everything. I sent some photos through to like um to the missus and mum and stuff like that. And, uh, and she replied, she's like, looks like fun. I know, I'm no idea who that player is. I'm guessing he's the fucking goat, though. There was Jason Saab. And I said, nah, the goat got a high five, but because he's injury prone, he gets rushed back to rehab before the rest of the players. And she goes, oh, okay, no idea then. And I said, uh, Jason Saab. And she goes, yeah, still no idea. And I said, he's a fucking god, just worship him. <laughs> <laughs> I suspect she's not. <laughs> No, she sent me a, she sent me a gif, a Simpsons gif of like Mr. Burns when they thought he was the alien, just fucking with the glow around him, like waving his arms. Like, I don't know what she's I don't know what she searched for to get that gif. What it, what it's supposed to mean, but um, whatever it is, it's not good. Um, anyway, that's it, fellas. Cool. Time to wrap up this show. Now this week on Wednesday, we're going to have an extra extra large mailbag because the only game to preview on our traditional Wednesday preview episode is State of Origin Game 2. And that will take exactly as long as Nathan saying who will win 
and the three of us all saying, "Oh no, I've got Wales. I've got things. I've I've got things to say." But I just want to. I just want to tell you guys, even though it's going to be a shorter episode, I can't. <laughs> Glenn's can't. line at the start of the episode. Why, why are you gonna do this? Because I can't. I just can't wait. I tell you, it's getting me through the next couple of days. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. I don't. <laughs> no, even you know don't. What it is. You don't. But yeah, no, I've got some. Got some. Uh, I've, I've I've got another line going down too. So it's going to be an easy easy episode for us boys. We've got two lines already, one to go. And uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Face, things Jay. to talk about. Look at your little face. <laughs> there's, there's there's things there's things to talk oh. about in terms. There's things to talk about the origin side. I mean, there's some controversial selections. There's some bold moves made, made on the Queensland side. I mean, New South Wales didn't have to the one point fifty, but you know. There are things to discuss regarding origin, and I'm keen to yes. hear both of your thoughts about said things. Lovely. Right. And I'm here to, keen to hear uh, questions and stuff from the listeners as well. So if you haven't contributed to a mailbag before, maybe consider doing it for the first time this week. Or and don't. On that note, or don't. Or don't. Or... <laughs> because we're all about consent here. <laughs> No matter who, no matter who Nathan wishes a happy birthday to, I asked them. To, I asked. And I, I asked them to consider putting in a comment. I'm not going to. Dra- I'm not going to. I'm not going to take them outside and drag them down by their big beautiful tits <coughs> <laughs> in front of the witnesses and the neighbours. I'm not out here ordering pepperoni and Nutella pizzas and shit. <laughs> oh, how good. <laughs> on that note, I'll talk to you fellas on Wednesday. See ya later. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.